Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy B. Wilson and it's January 11th. Oral arguments began before the U.S. Supreme Court in Hernandez versus Texas on this day in 1954. This goes back to a murder case. On August 4th, 1951, Pedro Hernandez, who went by Pete, murdered Gaetano Espinoza, known as Joe, in a tavern in Edna, Texas. There's some dispute about exactly what led to this murder, but the fact that Hernandez killed Espinoza was really clear. Hernandez was indicted and denied bail, and his mother went to attorney Gustavo Garcia, who was known as Gus, for help. Hernandez wound up with a defense team that included several experienced civil rights lawyers, including Garcia, Carlos Cadena, John J. Herrera, and James DeAnda. So it might seem strange for a straightforward murder case to include so many defense lawyers, especially so many lawyers that had experience in civil rights cases in Texas already. And that was because, while working on an earlier case, Herrera and DeAnda had discovered that people of Mexican descent were systematically being excluded from juries in the state of Texas. They had gone through all the records and found that in 70 Texas counties over the prior 25 years, there had never been a single person with a recognizably Mexican surname on a jury. And the court system had gone around that discovery with the argument that people of Mexican ancestry were classified not as Mexican from a legal perspective, but as Caucasian or white. In DeAnda's words, quote, well, Mexicans are Caucasians, and there were Caucasians on the jury. So what are you fussing about? So when these men became involved in the defense of Pete Hernandez, it was not just about Hernandez's constitutional right to an attorney, which is guaranteed under the Sixth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. It was also about the impartiality of that jury and the idea of whether it was possible for a Mexican defendant to truly get a fair trial in a court system that appeared not to allow Mexican jurors on the jury. Throughout Hernandez's trial, the defense team tried to make the argument that the exclusion of people of Mexican descent from the jury was discriminatory. And during all of this, they tried to establish that even though Mexicans were classified as white legally, Mexicans and people of Mexican descent were treated as a class apart from Anglos. In Cadena's words, quote, about the only time that so-called Mexicans, many of them Texans for seven generations, are covered with the Caucasian cloak is when it serves the ends of those who would shamelessly deny this large segment of the Texas population their fundamental rights. At his trial, Hernandez was found guilty, and the case went through a series of appeals before finally being heard before the U.S. Supreme Court. And the team knew it was really risky to take this case to the Supreme Court. None of them had ever argued before the Supreme Court before. And Hernandez had murdered someone. He was not likely to have the court's sympathy at all. It's also very expensive to take a case to the Supreme Court, and the attorneys involved would all be losing income for their time away from their own practices while they did it. So there was a lot going on. But... 
the Supreme Court did agree to hear the case. This made Hernandez versus Texas the first Supreme Court case directly connected to civil rights for Mexican-Americans and the first case to be argued before the Supreme Court by Mexican-American attorneys. The Supreme Court issued its unanimous decision on May 3rd of 1954. The decision was that being denied a jury of his peers, including Mexican-Americans, meant that Pete Hernandez was being denied his 14th Amendment protections. This denial was unconstitutional. This was a milestone ruling, not just for Mexican-Americans, but also for the idea that there are not simply two racial classes in the United States, black and white, but there are also other classes of people who may also need protections and guarantees of their rights and that these classes may not even be related to race. There has, however, been some debate about how much this decision really helped Mexican-Americans because its core question was not whether Mexican-Americans deserved equal rights or about securing equal rights for Mexican-Americans. It was really about whether Mexican-Americans were to be considered white. There is more about this in the September 27th, 2017 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class. Thanks to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work on this show. You can subscribe to the Stay in History Class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a tragic blizzard. Blizzard.